Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Say, God wants to lead me every day. Um, Proverbs 20, 27, this, I'm reading this out of the KJV. Um, Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man, ESV says the lamp of the Lord. KJV says the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. And so here we see that God is going to lead us by our spirit. So um, I am going to do a series on demonology. We're going to study about the origin of the devil, where did the devil come from, and, and evil spirits, and is there a difference between evil spirits and demons, and can Christians be possessed, or can Christians suffer with depression, is sickness, all sickness and disease, is it really from the devil, or is it just things that we do? So we're going to talk about, we're going to do a study on demonology. So I was thinking about when I wanted to start it. I actually thought about starting it next week. I mean, excuse me, next month. But in light of October 31st, I think I'll do it in October. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about that, doing that. But for the month of September, I'm, we're going to finish out, hopefully this is my plan, finish out the month of um, September, August with How to Be Led by the Spirit, and then for the month of September, we're going to talk about developing the human spirit. Amen. Developing the human spirit, and then we'll go into our series of demonology. Though we, we may have to extend it a little bit in November, because uh, we do have um, a couple guests coming out in November, October. Excuse me, October. So uh, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Um, the spirit-led living. So the people of God can expect to be led by the Spirit every single day. Amen. God wants to lead us and guide us. And many a times we are, are lost as how he leads. You know, and I, th I think really the problem is, it's not that God doesn't speak to us, it's that we don't always obey. Uh, and, and I've said this before, and it bears repetition, just because you hear from God doesn't make you spiritual. So growing up, I grew up around Pentecostal, charismatic, word of faith people. And they pursue, it was like, if you to hear from God, you were someone special. And it was like a big to do to hear from God. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't celebrate those things. But I am saying that we should not magnify as if hearing from God is something special or something out of the ordinary. We should expect to hear from God every day. Yeah. And when I say hear from God, I'm not talking about necessarily hearing a voice, an audible voice or seeing visions, but the Lord will lead us by his spirit. And I think there is a problem in the body of Christ that people try to be spiritual. You have, you have real spiritual people who are really spiritual. They are spiritual. They, they're di di divide, di directed by the Lord and they their faith, they're governed by their faith. But then you have some unspiritual people who tries to be spiritual. You ever seen a person try to be deep? And 
They, they always got to say something. They, can't, they don't ever crack a smile. They're carrying the burden of the world on their shoulders. Oh, I'm praying for the body, and I'm interceding for Jesus. <laughs> and, and it's really, really deep. And, 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 but what I have found my little time on the earth is the spiritual people are very practical. They're normal. They're not weird. And I, I come from, I was trained in the spirit and trained in the ministry through a lot, several different people. But one individual, Pastor Dave Robeson, who is still living, thank God, he actually um, has an emphasis on praying in the spirit and praying in tongues. And he, the Lord has given him understanding about that and he said that when he would encourage people to pray in tongues for long periods of times, um, some people were like, well, doesn't that make you weird? And I like what he, his response is, is if you, <laughs> praying in tongues doesn't make you weird, if that was already in you, it just came out. <laughs> it just manifested. So serving God, sometimes people want to look at being weird or thinking that they're peculiar or set apart as if, you know, they're always praying in tongues and always walking by the Spirit. They can never look at a secular movie. They can never listen to a secular song. They can never crack a joke. They can never go to Broadway. Um, those things are, are religious people. Are, are, they do. But it's not necessary that it's God leading them. And so don't think about being spirit-led as if you're in a trance all the time. <laughs> I think sometimes people do think that, you know. I'm led by the spirit. I'm going to tell you something that happened um, the, um, a while back, maybe beginning of this year. The spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, the devil's going to try to kill you. And so I was like, oh, that's not God. <laughs> like, what is this? I mean, why would you tell me that? So I just ignored it. I just had it in my heart. So last Sunday after I left church, I went home and ate with the family. And I think we looked at some television. And I, um, I you know, rested because I had to be, be at work later that night. So uh, I, I have a routine where I take my vitamins. I, I take multivitamins. And then I take vitamin um, B12, um, I think. It's B12 for energy, and then I take vitamin D3 um, because I, when I got my blood work, they said I was a little bit deficient in vitamin D. So I do that, and then I did a little supplement of apple cider vinegar. Um, and Trey and I talked about how nasty this, the actually to take it. So they created pills for apple cider vinegar. I don't know if I should be taking that or not, but I've been taking it for a while. And, and then I had got the um, ear, nose, and throat doctor to prescribe me some antibiotics for a sinus infection. Um, in the past, I've had reincurring sinus infection, which can cause lung problems later on. So I start feeling the symptoms. I said, oh, let me start taking this antibiotic. <laughs> so I took it, ate my food, and I was already, I have like 800 bottles of water for work, and I'm like, getting ready and I, I go to work and I'm driving and I'm praying in tongues and I'm listening to a sermon and 
and, and worshiping God as I'm driving. And all of a sudden, my entire body, I start getting, I was itching all over my body. And I'm like, oh, man, not this again. This happened back in July. And I'm like, oh, man, not this. Oh, this is horrible. To the point where you just feel like scratching your skin off. And I've ever been there. But, and so I was like, what is this? What did I do? Like, and I'm like praying about it. And, and I'm praying in tongues. I'm speaking the word. And all of a sudden, my face started getting tight. And, and, and I, I couldn't pray in tongues anymore. I was like, wait a minute, this is the devil. And I'm like, I feel like I'm about to die. I was like, oh, Lord, oh, what am I going to do? And then, and then I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, what should I do in this situation? I got to be at work. I can't miss any more days at work. What, what, what can I do? And on the inside, it was like, call your wife. No, if I call my wife, she's going to make me go to ER. And I'm just, it's going to mess, mess up my whole day. I'm going to get fired from this job, um, which is, might not be a bad thing, but it's just like, <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't, I don't want, she's going she's gonna to try to talk to me, go into the ER, and we're going to fuss and fight, and I'm not feeling the grace. I don't want to call this woman because I know her. She's going to tell me to pull over, let her come and get me, or call the uh, ambulance. And so I was like, whatever, it, uh, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. So I called her anyway because that's what I got in my heart. She said, go to ER. <laughs> You've been married for 14 years, I think. You know, you know your wife pretty well. I was like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I called out so many days at work, and uh, I don't think. Come on, just go to ER. You know, trust God. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Uh, she said, okay, go to work. Go to work. Just let them know. And so I go to work, and by the time I get to work, my face is huge. My ears, the side of my, is the size of my, the side of my face, both ears. I see Dave's brother. He doesn't even look at me. He's texting. I said, oh, God, he going to look at me like Elephant Man. <laughs> you don't know who the Elephant Man is? Look him up. <laughs> um, and and so, so people are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. So I make it to the manager, and they said, you got to go to the ER right now. Do you have an EpiPen? Yeah, like. It's at home, but it expired like three years ago. Um, you need to go to ER now. And so they took me, the job took me to ER, to, you know, um, a hospital, which I'm not, I'm not going to name, which is worse than a third world country. I've been in a third world country, been to their hospital, and I'm like, Lord, this is the worst. I get there, and they say, what's wrong with you? You don't look sick. Put me on the side. My wife begins to pray over the phone and things start going down a little bit. It's like, they like, we don't see anything. You got insurance? Da, 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 da. So they go through this whole spiel. By the time they see me, they like, oh my goodness, we're so sorry. At this time, I couldn't breathe. I'm about to like, oh no. And so I can't even speak the word. I just remember just thinking about, by the stripes of Jesus, I live in a, and I'm thinking, no lie, I'm having thoughts of, okay, did I tell Courtney where all the life insurance policy is? <laughs> oh God, this is, because that's how I felt. And um, if I would have waited any longer, I, I probably would have been, y'all probably had somewhere else to go next week. But thank God. But just, just to let you know, praise God. So they, they took me to the ER, and, and, um, and it was wonderful. And, and, and Well, not the experience at the ER, but the Lord saved my life. So just to say something normal as that, which is not normal. The Lord led me to call my wife, who prayed the word, who spoke the word of faith, who encouraged me to go to ER, but by way of work. 
eventually. Um, and the Lord led me in that crisis. Sometimes you have things, come to find out the antibiotic that I was taking, which I took before several times, I was uh, highly allergic to it. And the more I got exposed to it, the more I had these, um, these um, symptoms. So it does pay to listen to the Holy Spirit. I could have overrode that, could have went into work, and they could have found me later on. But I was at a point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. But thanks be to God. <clears throat> Another thing, just to show you how normal it is to be led by the Spirit. Last night, not last night, the night before, Friday and going into Saturday, I worked. And I did something I had no, I hadn't never done before. And I'm praying and asking God to help me to clean this mess up that I have to get cleaned up. It took about four hours to do. And I said, Holy Spirit, you know exactly how to get this mess out of the way. I need your help. And I prayed in tongues. He began to lead me and guide me. So I'm doing what I need to do to get this mess out of the way. And this manager who's been working there for a while, who I felt like was racist, who did not like me for whatever reason. So I prayed for favor for, with him. Lord gave me favor with him. And he's like, man, this is taking you forever. He says, I was just thinking, if you did it this way, you can, you can get this done quicker. And I did it the way that he, he got inspired to think, and I was able to get it done quickly. So God answered that prayer by influencing my supervisor, who's an unsaved, probably got racist issues, gave me favor, and I was able to get that job done, save me like two hours. So I'm telling you, God will lead you. Now, he, the thing about it is we can't ask the Lord to or tell the Lord how to lead us. We can trust him to lead us, but we can't tell him how. It would be nice every time I need to be led by the Spirit for an angel to appear, for me to get a prophetic word, for me to have a vision. I would love that. But how many know that's not walking by faith? It's easier to rely on those things. But here, God answered my prayer. I didn't necessarily get it for myself, but that manager, he was open enough for God to speak to his, influence him for me to get the job done. He says, I've been working for years. This has never come to my mind. I wanted to say, that's the Holy Spirit. But that wasn't the place for that at that time. Um, so... People of God, you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And I want to go with, go with me in the scripture, Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Amen. So whenever I come across your mind and heart, if, if, if God puts me on your heart, pray for me. There's a reason why. Or pray for your brothers and your sisters both here and at other places. If the Lord puts someone on your heart, go ahead and pray for them. You never know what they're going through. And you know God will look for somebody to pray. If he can't get you up at 5 o'clock, he'll wake somebody else up. They'll try to deal with somebody else. So God's plan and God's will is not totally dependent upon one person. So if you don't obey... He'll go to somebody else. Have you ever had in your heart to give or do something or give somebody something, give somebody uh, some money, and you never did it? Anybody in there here except for me? God placed on you, and you didn't do it, right? 
But guess what? God went to the next person. And he dealt with that person. So sometimes the reason why when you're believing God for finances and, you're, and you know that money doesn't rain from heaven, you know that, right? Because <laughs> I would have had it by now. <laughs> I've asked the Lord for a brick, a gold. <laughs> I said, you can set me up for the rest of my life. But he just won't do it. <laughs> I mean, just give me one brick. I mean, that would be enough for all of us. And then so. Um, and, and you believe in God for finances and somebody... They, they don't obey what God, they, they are actually the answer to what you're believing for. But they don't obey, so God goes to somebody else who is willing. Then he goes to somebody else. If they don't obey, so sometimes that's the reason why it takes longer when believing for finances. Y- y'all understand? That, you know, when it, it it's, it's one thing to receive healing, but it's another thing that financial peace may take a little longer or things that... Re- rely on other people. So when you're praying, sometimes it's not as easy as, well, I believe for this and it didn't happen. When it involves other people, then it's going to, God has to deal with, he deals with other people's will. So he doesn't override their will to get an answer. So God will look for somebody who's willing. So as a Christian, you should be willing. God, um, you know, let's say you're praying for someone to get saved. So he needs someone who will establish a rapport with that person, give them that he can give favor, give them favor with that person in order for them to witness to him. So sometimes when praying for your unbelief, your unsaved, uh, your, your unsaved believe, um, loved ones, sometimes the reason why it takes a little longer is that it's because God is looking for somebody willing to witness to him who has a rapport with them. Now, he can't use a total stranger, but most of the time he uses relationships. And so when you're praying for, you know, your uncle who's not saved, then he's looking for someone who can connect with that uncle, who can witness to him. Because maybe the person who really wants to witness to him, there's bad blood between them. You you hear me? And so God is looking for individuals to do the will of God. So it's important that you are led by the Spirit so the next time God puts on your heart to give someone something or do something for someone, don't just sit on it because you're sowing seeds towards the answer to your prayers. So move on it quickly. If the Lord puts on your heart to go help somebody um, get a house together, or go, when I say clean up or some, you know, maybe cook them some meals or uh, go over there and to encourage them, don't delay, be open or give that person a call or a text. So Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 it says, trust in the Lord with all your, come on, help me out, scholars, and lean not to your own understanding. Let's stop there. So we're to think with our minds, but we're to be led by our hearts. We're to trust God with our hearts. Faith is of the heart, according to Romans 10. So God gives us faith in our hearts or in our spirit, man. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. You're not to rely on your mind. You're to think, but you're not to rely on it. Because you don't know all there is to know. All that you know, you you don't have the knowledge of the future. But the Spirit of God does. And so rely on Him and not necessarily your mind. 
sometimes when making decisions, we calculate and we look at the pros and the cons and continue to do those things. But don't base your decision solely upon your calculations. Sometimes the Spirit of God will lead you to do something that is contrary to the way you're, you're thinking. Your mind is telling you to do it, and your heart is telling you to know. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go this direction. And it is better to follow the Lord. Some people, some believers are led by money. They're led by relationships. They're led by um, power or title. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. And do you know that a lot of believers are not led by the Spirit of God? They're flesh-led. They're led by their emotions. They're led by offenses. They get offended at something, and they won't operate in it. You know, or they, they, you know, they, they're led by unforgiveness. You have to be, learn how to be governed by your faith and by the Spirit of God and not so much by what you see or what has happened to you. Don't be led. People will move across the world for money. But let God deal with them about going on a mission trip. They, they will resist the Spirit of God. No, I can't afford that. What if, what if when, in the beginning of the year, when I went to Uganda, what if I was led by financial circumstances? Naturally, it did not look like I was supposed to go if I was led by that. Well, I don't have the money. So I, I believe the Lord was leading me, and the Lord moved on many of your hearts, and you sowed towards that. How many have reaped a harvest from that, that you can honestly say that you reaped our One couple gave a significant amount. Do you know that they said, wait, wait a minute, they're ready right now. All I got to say, I'm, I'm going next week. They, they're going to take care of it. Because they saw the fruit of their seed sown that quick. They said, man, so I'm like, so when are you going back? Uh, uh, you know, I'm in this job. Uh, you get a week of vacation. <laughs> uh, I can't just take off. Uh, uh, soon. <laughs> say that money. Put, I want to say that to them. Say that money. Put that money aside for me later. <laughs> but you're not to be led by money. You're not. It, it, Lester Summerall room around the world. I, don't quote me. I think it was like 13 cents in his pocket. <laughs> that, that's faith. That's really faith. That, that, that's some real faith. <laughs> 13 cents? You'd be like, heck no. You're going to stay your butt here. You better get a job, boy, and save that money to, for the mission trip. <laughs> all right, so let's look at it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own under what? Standing. So you, you, don't, you don't lean to your understanding because all you know it's all that you know. Don't lean to that. I'm not saying don't use it now. You got some Christians don't use their brain. Use your brain, but follow your spirit. Spirit-led living. To be led by the spirit is not to be deep. If he can go into deep waters, but it's not, it's very, he's very practical. He'll lead you to the right medicine if you're dealing with an issue in your body. Well, why didn't he just heal me? Well, maybe you're not at a place to receive. Amen. That, that's good. That's good. Um, God will lead you and guide you. He'll lead you on your job. He'll lead you in your singleness, lead you in your marriage, lead you in your relationships, 
lead you in your parenting. He'll lead you in your finances. He'll lead you what to eat, what not to eat. He'll lead you what to watch and what not to watch. Come on now. Sometimes we want to see something really bad. Oh, oh, it's coming out. But God doesn't want us to be exposed to that. So he'll lead you away from certain movies. Yeah, he knows he knows what tempts you. And so he'll lead you away from those triggers. Isn't that scripture? Matthew six, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So God will lead you away from temptation. He knows what you can handle. Everybody can't work at Budweiser. (laughs) Come on now, because that is a temptation. Listen, I, I have no inclination for beer. I want to drink coffee. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not tempted. <laughs> now, if I came from that, I would not be working there because I'd be like, Lord, Lord, it's good. <laughs> but I'm telling you, God will lead you and guide you. Amen? Some re- sometimes the reason why God doesn't make people a millionaire because he knows that that million dollars will take him out of church out of the faith. Oh, oh Lord, this is my season. I claim this money. And he knows that if he gives them a lot of money, that they're gone for all eternity. So, so the Holy Spirit, now he can, he can work on your temptation. He can work on your character to get you to a place where you can receive that. But in the meantime, he'll keep it away from you. So the Spirit of God wants to lead us. Amen. That special one that you wanted to be with so bad and they broke your heart, God protected you because he knew that you were going to make them an idol. And, you know, so rejection sometimes, Leah Smith again, is really God's protection. Thank God. I never forget as a kid, I have this uncle, Uncle Bruce. He always looked out for me. He was protective over me. Don't even know why, but he, to this day he's still protective over me. And he's not that older than I am. He's just a few years older than I am. But, but I, I look to him as a big brother, uncle's father figure. And some of my other cousins were doing things they had no business doing. And Uncle Bruce was like, no, you're not doing that. You're not going with them. And I'm like, why? I want to go. I want to go. I don't, you know, I want to be with them. And he says, nah. And most of that crowd of cousins got involved in sexual activities, had babies out of wedlock, and um, did drugs, got involved in drugs, and Uncle Bruce, God used them to protect me. Because I would have followed my big cousins, knowing what they were going, not knowing what they were going to do. All they would have to do is just tell me to do something, and because I wanted their um, acceptance, I would have did it. So how many know you got to follow the leading of the Lord? And sometimes even through other people. When the Lord is, you have to hear the spirit of God on the inside. And part of being led, trusting the Lord with all your heart and not leaning not to your own understanding, you really have to be open to hear what you don't want to hear. You you do understand that. Sometimes the spirit of God will deal with you in areas that you don't want anybody to be involved in. And you got to be willing to hear. And God is willing, God will speak to you things that is not necessarily part of your dreams. He, sometimes God will tell you to lose your dreams in order to gain your dreams. Yeah. He'll put a desire in your heart to, to move to an a, a, a area that you have no desire. You want it to be in a certain area, 
at, at, you know, a certain place, and he says, no, give that up. He'll lead you away from, sometimes he'll lead you. There's been th- opportunities uh, um, in which God, oh, it's time for me to go <laughs> later <laughs> in my timer. Um, y'all think I'm playing. No. Um, sometimes God will lead you away from opportunities. Or, or if somebody wants to bless you, sometimes you have to give that money back. Yeah. And let me give you a, a, a personal story. Um, someone wanted to bless me. They wanted to pay for my undergraduate degree. Full ride. <laughs> Somebody's, you know, like, what? You turned that down? And the Spirit of the Lord would not allow me to accept it. And I wanted to, right? I really, I'm like, yo, this is a blessing. You're going to pay for my education? But guess what? They wouldn't own me in their mind. They would have used that against me. So I took the student loans, which not necessarily is God's will. <laughs> I should have went to the community college and <laughs> paid out of pocket. But anyway, it is what it is, right? Somebody else owed me, right? <laughs> Lord Jesus, Sally Mae, Deviant. <laughs> the devil is a liar. <laughs> Trade one master for another. <laughs> but you understand, that was personal. And so they would have used that against me. And the way I am, you know, like, oh, man, I, you know, I feel obligated. And, you know, so follow the leading of the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So I like to use this illustration. I know this is whack, but I got this a long time ago when I was like 18, 19. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not. You know, when you lean, you're looking for this as a support. Uh, don't lean to what in your mind. Don't lean to your mind. Use your mind, but don't lean on it. Amen. Don't rely on it. Uh. Don't depend upon your mind, because your mind doesn't always know what is right. Amen. But the Spirit of God does. Um, verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. How do you, how do you acknowledge him in all your ways? You, you acknowledge him. You you. you you recognize his presence. Good morning. Benny Hinn wrote a book many years ago. I encourage you to get it. Um, it's old. It's ancient. Some of y'all weren't even born. It's called, um, <laughs> it's called um, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And there's some things in there, uh, then, but a lot, most of it is good. Yeah. He, 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 the whole thing is to recognize the Holy Spirit, recognize the Father. Uh, I mean... To the point where you, good morning, Father, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit, good morning. Recognizing his presence, recognizing that he's here. Holy Spirit, thank you. I'm telling you, when I will pray for something or believe in God throughout the week, I'm constantly believing God for something. Something may be small in my eyes, but it's big, it's a big deal to God. God, I'm asking for favor with this manager. And God grants me the favor with the manager. And the Holy Spirit says, now offer up thanksgiving. It never fails. If I do not give thanks, he's, he'll, he'll prompt me. Now give thanks. Didn't God just do that for you? You ask God to help you to move this thing that's going to save you a couple hours. Didn't God just do it? Now give thanks. So recognizing the Holy Spirit, recognizing Jesus, recognizing the Father. Father, you love me today. I'm having a horrible day. But you're still God. 
You're still good. You're still with me. You're not leaving me. You're not going to forsake me. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Everything that you do, acknowledge him. Ty Tribbett says, you know, some people hated it. I can't brush my teeth without you, you know. Well, that was a, that's a way of which you can acknowledge God. It takes grace to brush your teeth. There's some people who can't brush their teeth this morning, couldn't brush their teeth. Because they don't have, I mean, because of sickness or disease or, you know, mental issues, they couldn't brush their teeth. But thank God we can thank, we, we had the ability to brush our teeth. That was grace at work. Grace at work gave you the ability to come to church this morning. As you can see, there's, there's millions of people trying to get in here, but you were the ones. You were the millions didn't make it, but you were the one that did. Amen. I'm telling you, people, we have to recognize, people of God, we have to recognize the leading of the Lord. Not everybody's looking to be led by the Spirit. Some people are led by the devil. They really are. The devil influences them. But how many know that we should seek to be led by the Spirit? One minute God can use you, the next minute the devil can use you. Yep, yep. So you gotta be, got to be on the guard. One minute you can be in prayer. I remember being so, so deep in prayer. My little brothers and sisters would come, a sister would come and knock on the door. Yeah, I think the little sister was here. So sisters would come and bust in my room. Hey, what's up? Like, I'm in the presence of God. And I would just get evil. Just like that. Here I am praying in tongues. Oh, Lord, I want to go to the nations. Oh, send me to the nations. And a brother bust in. Hey, what's up? And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> and when that was my nation. Right? right. I'm praying for the nation. And the nation was to play with that brother. So later on, he can be secure in the love that I have for him as a big brother. That he won't look for love in the streets. You see the opportunity that I just missed? You, 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 sometimes we're praying those deep prayers and those big prayers when God presents it right before you. It says, now, you're in my presence. Yes, pray in tongues. Yes, memorize the whole Bible. But at the same time, be relatable to people. Be reachable. Be, have people where they have, ex, uh, um, they have access to you. Okay, so in all your ways, acknowledge him. So every day, just go around acknowledging him. I recognize you. Thank you for being with me today. I don't ever pray, God, be with me today. Mm -mm. He's already with me. Make me more aware of your presence. Amen. You're with me. I need to be aware that you're with me. I need to be aware that you're with me. So really, when people really mean be with us today, I think they really mean make me aware of your presence. Make me aware that you're with me. Because you're omnipresence. You're always with me. You're never going to leave me. You'll never let me go. You'll never let me down. God will never let you down. So he's the one that we need to look to. When you're in a bad situation, which you'll probably be in, look to him to get you out. Well, I just don't want to use the Lord as a crutch. You better use him as a crutch. <laughs> All right? I mean, look to him. Say, God, help me. Get me out of this. I made a, made, made a bad situation. I, I, I got myself into this. I need you. I need mercy. I need grace. I need wisdom. So I look to you. He'll give you wisdom. And notice, it's not always right away. It may not always be right away. But it's one step at a time. 
Again, how do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you walk a thousand miles? One step at a time. How do you lose a hundred pounds? One pound at a time. How do you get a degree? One class at a time. How do you get out of debt? One debt, paying one bill, extra here, extra there. Come on. How do you work on your marriage? How do you work on your singleness? How do you work on your lust? All those things, one step at a time, overcoming. We walk, we walk, and I think sometimes people want to leap and they want to run, but sometimes it's just little things. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. <coughs> Verse 7, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So we have to be, to be led by the Spirit. you got to not look to your own self, not look to your own understanding, not rely on not rely on your own counsel. Sometimes we counsel ourselves. We give counsel to ourselves, and we rely on those counsels. Um, let's look at a couple of scriptures before I let you go. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11. Are you getting anything out of this this morning? Spirit-led living. It's not that deep. Every day you can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And rejoice when you recognize that, that leading. Wow, he led me. And sometimes some of my best leadings was unconsciously. Unconsciously. Let me give you a story how the Lord led me to agape after I read this scripture. Proverbs 11. No, let me, let me stop there. Um, so here I am. I, I, I was a youth pastor in a church, and it was a horrible situation, really, really bad situation. And so I was, I was willing to stay until Jesus came at this church. And I was like, my heart was here. Oh, we're going we're gonna to win this city. It was outside of Trenton. Um, and I was like, we're going to win this city. And I, I realized halfway into a, the, a year that the pastor didn't have that vision. He didn't want to go there. He didn't want to win the city. And he wasn't really like a man of faith like I thought he was, like, like really wanting to, let's use our faith, let's pray, and let's fast. That's where I was coming from. <laughs> you can imagine young PD, right? And it's like, oh, we're going to take the world. We're going to pray our 800 hours in tongues. We're going to fast. He was like, fast? Not here. We're going to eat pasta. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to cast our devils. We're going to heal the sick. We're going to win these people. We're going to go to high schools. And, and I'm just like, I'm thinking like, he's like, no, 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 no. Calm down. You just got out of Bible. No, actually, I've been out of Bible school about four years now. I'm still on fire. So anyway, long story short, um, I end up leaving that church. Leaving, I left in the right way, life, right, right spirit. And so I go. I'm looking for churches, and I'm visiting. And and um, my dad's like, "What are you looking for?" I said, "I don't even know. I just I'm looking for a place. To, you know, not really for an opportunity to preach." Because I could preach anywhere, you know. <laughs> uh, I've been preaching since I was three, you know, mom and dad, mom and grandmom's perfume bottles. So I wasn't really looking for a place to preach. I just wanted to a place to grow and use my faith. And so I decided to go and um, visit Agape. I found out about Agape when I was a youth pastor at another church. And I was calling other churches to fellowship with their youth ministry. So I called Agape. Con oh, actually, I found, before that, as a youth pastor, I found, um, I got a CD of this guy who was uh, Christian reggae, and when I heard it, it was like real, real reggae. I was like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> this, is, this is really good. 
Um, Christian, where, 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 where's this guy from? Found out he was sat under Miles Monroe. I said, oh, no wonder he's good. And then, and then I was like, he goes to, he shouted out a pastor out of Rahway. It must be really good. It must be similar to Miles Monroe's teaching. If he left Bahamas to go to Rahway, it's probably a good church. So I looked up the church. This is when internet was just like really beginning. And I was like, yo, the website was banging. Like I wanted to join just because of the website. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm like, so I call and another end was Pastor Jonathan. I said, can I speak to your youth pastor? Um, no, he's, uh, we don't have one. We have a youth director. Well, can I talk to him? Well, let me see if I can give him your number. Uh, you know, do y'all do anything? I want a fellowship. I got this youth ministry. I think we had 13 kids. I was like, yo, and I want to expose them to something big and fellowship. Okay, let me. And I, I forget what happened. Never happened. Whatever. It never happened. So I, I leave that church because I left peacefully and whatnot. I leave. And so I'm looking for a church for like two or three years, months, excuse me, two or three months. And, and, and all of a sudden, I remember that church in Rahway. I said, oh, let me go to, let me go check this. I'll go on Wednesday night. And praise and worship was really good. I'm like, oh, this is good. I said, but I'm not going to join a church because of praise and worship. I made that mistake before. Uh, I was like, oh, I, I didn't hear him preach. I make sure he preached the word. I mean, you know, the word, the worship was great, but I just don't know. So I sit right next to the youth director who looks like a teenager but his wife, I thought, was a little older. I said, that, that must be your mom. I mean, I didn't really mean offense, but I was just like, he's like, no, this is my wife. And so he gives me a word of encouragement because the pastor was like, give your neighbor a word. I'm like, word? This is mess. What did I walk into? <laughs> and, and so he gives me encouragement. He says, so what did you do? I said, well, I was a youth pastor, but, you know, now I work at this place called Con Air. And we make blow dryers and stuff. <laughs> so he was like, wow. He said, it's cool, man, cool. I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a state trooper, and, and I, I'm, I'm over the youth here. I said, really? Oh, that's cool, cool. And, and so we started talking or whatever. And he's like, well, come to it. We, we're having a retreat. I wanted you to come to this retreat. I said, how much is it? $75. $75. Oh, expensive. <laughs> you know, I'm single man and working at Con Air and I'm making a whole lot, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, let me let me go. And I went and and it was, and so I was like, how is this gonna play out? They don't really know me. And and it was so wise. It's like, oh no, you're not not with the kids. No, you go with the adults. So they went with the adults. I was like, all right now. I like the excellence, protecting the kids. <laughs> and so um I go and and the praise and worship was good, and I mean, this youth and stuff were, and I came back, and I still didn't hear this pastor preach. So, so, but at the campsite, this lady was like, so who are you, where are you from? I said, so, 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 okay, what, what are you looking for at Agape? I said, well, actually, I'm looking for a pastor who's going to mentor me. Well, you won't get this here. <laughs> uh, he, he's too busy. Now, maybe one of the other ministers can, I was like, who are you? I was like, so they just kind of turned me off. I said, man, maybe this is not the will of God. I said, you know, and so, but I went back. One on Sunday, I liked it. One kept coming back. And I was like, man, I just don't know, Lord, should I join this church? You know, I still haven't heard the pastor preach. He had a lot of guests. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, I never heard him preach. And, and it's like, but God, I like the people. They cool. The voice was good. So, God, you know what? I walk with you. I trust you. If I make a mistake, I trust you to check me. 
I'm going to go ahead and fill this out, application out. I'm going to go to the class, the membership class, and I'm going to see how this is. If in the middle of this, you tell me not to do it, I'm going to leave. Some things you just got to walk towards. I was waiting to hear from heaven when God's like, if you want to join, join. So I go and join, and the rest is history. Like two years, like a year and a half later, I became the youth director. I didn't expect this. I didn't, I didn't you know, want that. I mean, I wanted that, but I wasn't trying to push for it. But I'm just telling you, sometimes it's not that deep. Like, I, I didn't hear yay or nay. I just had a desire to be with these people. I, they really lived up to their name, agape, unconditional. They hugging you. Like, they hug too much at that church. <laughs> you know? But I just, I like, I sense, I still didn't hear the pastor because <laughs> it was a guest or they, they had a worship service and, and like, you know, I'm like, I want the word. Like, and, and I'm telling you, it's not that deep. God will order your steps unconsciously and, and he'll set you up for the rest of your life. And I'm telling you, you have to follow that. All right, real quick. Uh, Proverbs 11, verse 14. Where there is no guidance, a people fall, a people falls, but an abundance of counselors, there is safety. There's safety. So you got to look for those God-given relationships, those, those counsel. You got to look for those counsel. Counsel. Let's go to one more. Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15.22. 15.22. Without counsel, plans fail. But with many adversaries, they succeed. Advisors, excuse me. With many advisors, they succeed. There's multitude. There's safety in the multitudes of counselors. There's safety. So when you have God-ordained men and women, sometimes they not, may not necessarily be saved, but God can use counselors or people to help you along your journey. No one gets to where God wants them to be without other people. It takes a tribe to get you to your destiny. It takes men and women, boys and girls, books, sermons, songs to get you to where you need to go. Are you with me? Follow the leading of the Lord. Follow the everyday, that, count, that sound wisdom, the sound, the people to help you, mentors and fathers and mothers and big brothers and big sisters and, and, and mentees to help you get you where you need to go. The spirit-led living is very practical. And sometimes you know how when people give you advice, and this is like, man, that was good. That, that, that could save you years. Dr. Miles Monroe says the best thing, you know, is to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from others', others mistakes. Amen. So you study history. So history won't be repeated in your life. But you stand on the shoulders of others who went before us, who, who may have failed in an area, learn from it, glean from it, grab the wisdom um, Jim Rohn says this. He says, you take your mistakes, your pile of mistakes, and you take those bad failures and you invest it as stepping stones for your future. Amen. Gather your mistakes and use it to grow. Amen. John Maxwell says, to fail forward, 
to learn. Sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Don't always, you know, God, oh, God designed this failure to make me the man. No, God uses your failure to make you the person that you need to be. Father God, I thank you for this time as we have discussed learning how to be led by the Spirit every day, that we don't have to be deep Christians who pray 20 hours a day in tongues and fast every 40 days, but that, Lord, we can, you lead us even unconsciously. I thank you, Father. You lead us unconsciously. Thank you, Lord. You lead us consciously and you lead us unconsciously. You lead us to the, lead us to the right book the right YouTube video, the right posts on Facebook, the right picture on Instagram, the right tweet on Twitter. God, I thank you, Lord, that right chat in the Snapchat. Lord, you can lead us and guide us. Those little things is the little foxes that trips up people, but it's the little nuggets that can help us along this journey of faith to get us to where we need to be. That class, that seminar, that that sermon, that song, that book, that, that, that advice can get us. And God, we are so open. We're not stuck. Say, I'm open. I'm open. We're not stuck in our ways, Father. We realize that we don't know everything. But Father, I pray you will help us to know what we know. Help us to believe what we believe. To strengthen our faith. And to seek where we're lacking. To look at other parts of the body and receive from them. Father, I thank you. We're open. We're open by your spirit. God, we are open by your spirit. We don't know how to get to where we need to go, but we know that you know. So we do know because you live on the inside of us, Holy Spirit. So lead us and guide us. Lead us to that friend. Lead us to that tribe. Lead us to that denomination. Lead us to that book. Lead us to, to, to that company, Father, to learn, to grow. However you want to do it, Father, we're so open. We're not stuck. We refuse to be stuck, but we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God, Spirit-led living. Let us live out. Let us be Spirit-led people, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.